Sometimes, life here in the heart of Mississippi can be a little stinky. We have something sweet for that sour somebody in your life at Miss Minnie's Pies. Here's Minnie herself to tell you all about them. Hello, y'all. My pies are absolutely wonderful. They are made with all-natural, organic, freshly moved ingredients. I have deep chocolate pies, fudge pies, black bean pies, doo-doo green Oh, oh whoa, um, Minnie. Minnie. Well, you don't have to ask Minnie. We have a happy customer here who tells you all about their experience with them. Uh, their name here is uh, Tom Ye. It's, it's Tommy. It's not spelled Tommy. It's exactly. Spelled Tom Ye. Anyway, oh. so look, these white people I work with, crazy, right? Every day I would come in, clearly mark my lunch, Tommy, right? T-O-M-Y-E. Nobody else's name is Tommy at this job. Yet every single day I go to eat my lunch, something's missing, lunch ain't there, something's up. So you know what? On my last day, company potluck, guess what I bought? One of Minnie's delicious pies. And they ate every single bite. Thanks, Minnie. There you go. Another satisfied customer. Well, that's it. Miss Minnie's Pies down here in the heart of Mississippi. Miss Minnie's Pies, there's a little bit of me in everybody. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of White People Won't Save You. This is a podcast where we decontextualize these white savior films and then we recontextualize them through a black and POC lens. I am one of your hosts, Jordan Clark. And I'm the other one, Cameron Mason. Forever the other one. That feels bad. <laughs> uh, I feel like we should. <laughs> I am the other but. Also equal one. <laughs> there you go, right? And we've we've got a movie today that uh, I'm sure everybody was like, "Where is this at?" Like day one when the podcast dropped, like there was we did Green Book first, and then I think this was the other one that people are like, "All right, when are you going to talk about this movie?" And so, <laughs> luckily, oh, Cameron, did you have? No, no, no. I mean, no. you're right. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's a few. There's a couple. Like we haven't done driving miss daisy yet which is the other like big like you know wild Oscar winning film that people want to talk about yeah. yeah we we've got a good one for you today and we've got a really good guest for you today uh she was like when i put out the call for people to be on she was like yo i got a movie i want to talk about it we're gonna get into it um you may know her from a lot of places because she's written for a lot of places i know her you know very much so from uh the reviews for Watchmen on AV Club and for Lovecraft Country on AV Club, which I, I loved very much. But she does a lot of a lot of different things. Um whether she's writing for Vulture or A V Club or Team Vogue. Um she is also a producer for a show that you might know, which uh is Fake Doctors Real Friends with Zach and Donald, which is the Scrubs podcast, uh which is also very good. Uh, Miss Joa Monique. Hi guys! I'm so excited. When I saw your tweet, I was like, okay, let's go. It's time. <laughs> I feel like I've never talked about this movie 
professionally, but mm. I was in college when it came out. So I had so I got talked about it at length, but I just don't know if it's ever been recorded. So I'm just really excited to like talk to you guys and hear your thoughts on the movie. Mm. Um, I think we were talking before uh, we hit record, and man, I just really like to bitch about a terrible movie. Yeah. It's like my favorite thing to do. I haven't had a, a good opportunity to do it in a minute. So <laughs> well, let us today. fill your heart <laughs> today. <laughs> yes, please. Oh, fill it with rage. Yes. Oh boy, we're gonna get there because <laughs> this is, uh, you know, we can all kind of go around and speak to it, but this was the first time I'd seen this movie. Oh, and when I when ever? I ever. Hit- Ever, because I this is Lucky. one of those. Yeah, this is one of those that I was like, oh, I never want to see that. You know, like I, <laughs> sure, I immediately like you. recognized that this is not a movie that I wanted to watch. Yeah. And so like, it came out. You know, the whole thing with you know won some awards. You know, made a lot of money, but it was definitely one that I was just kind of like, mm, and I don't really like. I think I know people who saw it, but my <laughs> my sister was telling me <laughs> that she was at like a just a random diner in new orleans maybe like three or four years ago it was all black people in the diner for whatever reason they were watching the help but it was in spanish and like (laughs) and dolly-esque dream sequence (laughs) they had the like the captions on and they were like really enjoying it and so, you know, it's because it's like, if you really love the help that much, I guess get the DVD or so like, why? Like, you really must care about this movie if you're watching it in a different language that you don't understand. Yeah. And you still are like. Would put yourself through it. Up. Okay. I will say this. Now, it's long. It is extremely long for very little to happen. Yeah. But I will also say that performances are giving like if you Mm -hmm. take context and experience and history out of what you're watching you're just like mike look at these bitches act every (laughs) single one just really putting it in putting in the work um so from that perspective like oh yeah i could i could look at it maybe it makes it better you know Mm. i'm gonna theorize that it's actually better in a language you don't understand because then you're just watching (laughs) bitches work i hope so because that's really the only reason i could imagine why anybody would do that like you know there's certain movies that i i guess with the language of i saw something today quest love was tweeting this out that if you watch teddy pendergrass oh um, my god when he's i saw this <laughs> it looks like he's doing stand-up and so <laughs> it's, and it's, true. it's so it's, true it's, oh my god and the gestures the gestures true. are the wild yeah. part <laughs> Just the facial expressions, like all of it, is like he's doing a stand-up act. And so I guess maybe if you watch The Help in a different language or a mute, it feels like a different movie. I don't know. Sure. Maybe it looks like a comedy. Yeah. Cameron, you were telling us before we came on that this is your second time seeing this movie and you didn't make it all the way through. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I did. It was my second time watching it. I had to pay money to see it this time. Not happy about that. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I had to cash out my mom four dollars for this movie. Um, yeah, we, we, <laughs> I too rented it on Amazon. Yeah, that's right. We own an Amazon Prime plan. Uh, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. sorry, but I also had I had to go like get a flu shot, so I had to leave. But I was also like not hurt that I just left the movie. I think I. Okay. Oh, you know what scene I left off in? It was like the mm-hmm. scene where. 
uh, where Skeeter goes back to uh, Abelene's house after June has been uh, arrested and all the yeah. maids are there and they're like, yeah, we're going, we're going to, we're going, we're going, we're going to hold down the fourth for y'all. And I was like, oh, you may. Sorry. Her name's not June. I just made that up. But yeah. the movie might as well made it yeah, up. I was like, Come on. <laughs> doesn't fucking matter. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, all the maids are there and they're all like, yeah, we'll stand tall with you. And I was like, all right, I got to fucking go. The actual <laughs> quote from that moment is we're going to help you tell your story, which made me want to throw the- a television mm-hmm. out the window. Throw a television into the television. Story. I was like, bruh, what? This movie is this movie is wild. What's funny about it is that, like, like I said, this is my second time watching it, and I forgot so much about it. So much. It's also there to remember. Put so much of it out of my memory on purpose. Ooh, child. There's a love story in here. (laughs) (laughs) Which takes up a considerable amount of the movie. It's 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 reckless how much time is not spent with or about the help. In a My movie help. called The Help. Facts. This movie is Facts. wild. This is like close to three hours and yes. <laughs> and and unnecessarily and forces you into like multiple B and C plots that are like, why are we doing this? We don't even need mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I was very confused. When Jessica Chastain showed up, I thought she was gonna be a B plot. And then she turned out to be an A She's plot. She's literally like one movie. of the main stories. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, Are we cause she shows up randomly in the beginning? So- and then you don't see random her in the like beginning, and then she's like, and then you, yeah, she's now like the new person that Octavia yeah. works for. I thought she was a different sure person. Studio being like, we need someone likable. Well, I also um, thought she was the same person because Jessica Chastain and Bryce Dallas Howard are the same human. Dallas Howard should never be in a movie yeah, together. Unless you can't cross the stream. Don't, don't you gotta keep those. The simulation is real. Like, don't play me. Yeah. I I see this. They're the same person. Don't yeah. do that to me. I legitimately reversed their characters the first time I watched. Like, I thought they were playing the other characters. The first time I saw it, I thought they were the same person. I was like, oh, wait, did she just dye her hair? No, that's... She's just moonlights as a nice one. You know what? It's a movie, so I can't... I'm not going to be like, no, it's not true. (laughs) Yeah. No, when when I saw the credits afterwards, I was just like, so which one was... You know, like, I had to stare at the pictures for a little bit to try to guess. And of course I was wrong. But... So Cameron, you said you saw this. When was when did you see it the first time? What was that Oof. like? Sadly, I think I have to say my mom owned the DVD. Yeah. Ugh. And yeah, and Jordan, you know my mom. <laughs> so I do. You're confu- yeah. yeah, I'm sure you're just as confused as I, I have, was. You're gonna have to explain that to me. Yeah. So you know this movie comes out in what 2011, right? And yeah, yeah. and it won an Oscar. Was nominated for four. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, it's definitely what the Academy assumes is worth watching. So I check it out because that, you know, as a movie guy, you know, that's what I do. If, if somebody says, check it out, I might check it out. And Viola Davis, you know, she's a powerhouse. So I'm not going to not check it out. And this is before I knew Octavia Spencer to be, you know, a little, uh, (laughs) a little bit of a fun person, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, so I was like, all right, bet. Let me check it out. I watched the movie and like 30 minutes and I was like, nah, this ain't it. This ain't it. And then you're like, damn, there's still two hours to go. And it, yeah. Oh, and like, you know, <laughs> there was also like the virality because this is before, you know, Twitter's full force at this point. But there was the virality of the eat my shit scene. So I was like, all right, somebody's eating poop. 
uh, or there's a poop pie involved. So I definitely got to make it to the poop pie as far. I got to check. I got to see what yeah, that's yeah. about. And I'm going to have to assume like that's what won Octavia her Oscar is like that phrase, honestly. I mean, I don't yeah. I don't know. And there is a Twitter feed called uh, Oscar Clips, so I can maybe check them for this. But mm. uh, I wonder if that was her Oscar clip. It probably was. I got a feeling that was it. That was her big moment. That's the, the big movie, moment. So. That's her big moment in the movie. Yeah. And oh, just we'll talk about it later as uh, uh, mm. we'll talk about her performance later, because that is yeah. what I really want to focus on is like, oh, boy. Okay. What is she? <laughs> what is she doing? Uh, Joel, how many times have you seen this movie? Twice. Mm. Saw it once in 2011. <laughs> Um, a producer I was working with at the time really loved the book. Mm. Like, wished she had got the options to make the movie. Loved the book. Mm. Um, she was like, I believe it was on Oprah's book list. Mm-hmm. 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 It was on every book okay. list. You are correct. Sure, that too, that too. Um, and so, you know, it was just it was very like celebratory, and I went and saw it, and I was like. Within the first 10 or 15 minutes, I think, too, can't be just because you're like, where are the black people? Uh, <laughs> what? There's, are they side characters? That can't be right. Because, oh, but no, for real. Oh, God. And yeah. it's sort of like a very slow dawning movie. And then the more romanticized it got, the more you're like, well, this is. I didn't know we were still going to be doing this. Uh, genuinely thought it was over. Yeah. The film student in me was like, it's so pretty. Like, if it, you just pull shots. It looks, it looks like a clean, nice, major yeah. motion picture. Yes. It's a classic Hollywood style, which I'm a sucker for. Listen, I have no shame in being like that basic Hollywood shit. You like mm-hmm. that stuff? It's good. Yeah. But yeah, so that was my first experience watching the the movie was just sort of like a very slow and intense dread um and really one of the first like modern experiences of like oh this is an extremely white gaze on my history in what is being pandered to me as like a pop culture moment yeah we definitely gonna talk about that because this movie is this movie is not for who it thinks it's for i think it i think it is it may not be for us, but I think it was made exactly for the people who were attracted to it. Ugh. Mm. Yuck. Okay, I think well, that I think it accomplished that. The for conversation. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let's let's give you a little bit of background about the help. I mean, this is a movie similar to Green Book and a lot of these other movies that, you know, it's it's very well known a lot of the details about it, but it's directed by Tate Taylor, screenplay also by Tate Taylor, based on the book by uh, Catherine Stockett. It stars Viola Davis, um, Emma Stone, Octavia Spencer, Allison Janney, Bryce Dallas Howard, Jessica Chastain. And in a real disrespectful way, Cicely Tyson, who like uh. just shows up at the <gasps> end. It also has David Oye... Oye- <laughs> Miss his name. Oh, yellow. Yes. Um, again, and it's in a very random like when I saw him in the church, I was like, Martin, like, are you <laughs> are you preaching in here? So that was, yeah, just, it's got a lot of random black people too. It also has, you know, like Sissy Spacek is in here. And 
you know, a lot of it's it's a really a star. Yeah, just it's a real star-studded cast. Yeah. Yes, and not a bitch miss their mark. Like everybody showed up and was like, "I'm going to perform." (laughs) It has a budget of twenty five million dollars, and it's got a box office of two hundred and sixteen point six million dollars. It more more than made its money back in a lot of different ways. Went to the Academy Awards. It was nominated for Best Picture, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actress. Two nominees in the Best Supporting Actress category with Octavia and Jessica Chastain. Octavia is the only one that won. But you know, Jessica was nominated <laughs> <laughs> because she's the nice one. They yeah. couldn't do it. They couldn't do Bryce because they couldn't celebrate. Even though Bryce's performance is arguably better mm-hmm. in this, it's much more nuanced than what Jessica is giving. Not, I don't wouldn't blame Jessica for that. This is a very flat character. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they were going to nominate the white nice lady of the yep. movie as they typically when they nominate these movies. It's always like it's if it's a woman, it's the nice white lady. If it's a guy, it's the most racist man in the movie. I mean, we can go through these awards, uh, but yeah, it, it cleaned up in a lot of different places. Nominated for 90 awards total, won 36. So, you know, not a bad ratio Shit. in terms of, you know, cleaning up in that respect. Cameron, I think I can do this in five. I feel confident about it, uh, mostly because I, not a lot happens. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on all of the meandering that goes on in this That's movie. That's a wise decision, um, bro. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but let me know. Set the set the clock, and uh, we'll we'll get into it. All right, three, two, one. All right. So, I mean, honestly, again, this movie's two and a half hours, and in my opinion, not a lot happens. We get introduced to Abelene, who is Viola Davis. She's doing an initial narration where she's you know telling us a little bit about who she is. She works for Elizabeth uh, Leefort cares for her daughter, Mae Mobley, who is this white child who she keeps telling her that she's important. She's a white child. I think she knows that. They introduce us to the rest of the kind of like social circle. And so, you know, we meet, well, we meet Emma Stone, who is Skeeter, right? Uh, just a weird, that name took me a while to get used to, but she um, is coming back from, from Ole Miss to meet up with all of her friends in Jackson, Mississippi, who are uh, Hilly, uh, Celia, uh, Charlotte, and Elizabeth. And then we've got Mrs. Walters, right, who is Hilly's mom, right? And that's Sissy Spacek. Celia is not really a friend. We'll get to her. That's just a good chest name. But she's she's kind of off in the distance. But this is just like a bridge club, basically, like a, like a woman's like, social club. They all have maids. So one of the maids is Octavia Spencer, who is Minnie. They get treated like a maid would in this time, you would expect, right? Like they're being forced to use different bathrooms or like bathrooms specifically built for them. Um, You know, they're being paid pennies on the dollar. Um, You know, like there's that general Jim Crow type discrimination going on. And Skeeter is attempting to become a writer of some sort, right? So she gets a job at the local newspaper basically lying you know that she was like yeah like i'm i have something going on but really all she has is a rejection letter um from harper's uh basically saying that like get some experience and maybe we'll talk to you but the guy at the newspaper is like 
we're desperate. We need somebody write this domestic advice column for us. And so she tries to pawn this off on <laughs> on Abeline, uh, because she doesn't know anything about domestic work because she's never had to do anything in her life because she's always had a maid. And so she's trying to talk to Abeline and kind of figure out what she should do for this column. But at the same time, she has an idea that maybe she could get a story from Abilene. Maybe she could do a story from Minnie. Maybe she could do a story from all these other maids about what it's like to be the help. And this is a story that she pitches to this uh, book publisher. Which, again, is just a wild thing because two scenes later, she has to go to the library to learn about discrimination. Like she gets a pamphlet <laughs> on racism and it's like, oh, it's like that? I had no idea. Um, she does a lot of wild stuff where she just continuously shows up in places that she shouldn't show up at, like at the bus stop or like at uh, Abeline's home. So, you know, she's continuing to put this pressure on her. Meanwhile, Minnie uh, gets fired because she is there's a rainstorm going on. She has to use the bathroom, but the bathroom that she has to use is outside in the middle of the storm. She doesn't want to do that. She goes into the white bathroom in the home of uh, Hilly, but like doesn't use the... I mean, we don't see her use the bathroom. I would have used the bathroom. I mean, at that point, you're in there. The door's locked. They ain't going to do nothing about it. But she, I guess, doesn't and just flushes the toilet and gets fired. And from there... The movie basically kind of repeats itself in a lot of different ways. So we're seeing that, you know, Viola Davis is doing all of this work for Mae Mobley um, and like continues to tell this white child that she's important and that she loves her while uh, the mother of the child is negligent and not really paying attention. We see that. Octavia Spencer is like struggling to get a job because Hilly's telling everybody that she's a thief and she like, you know, is unhirable so she eventually moves out and starts working for jessica chastain like i guess outside of town like she doesn't live in town uh that's not really made clear but skeeter has like a dumbass love story at some point that doesn't really pay off into anything um her mother is racist and fired their maid and like isn't telling her why at some point like Baker Evers gets murdered and that's just like a subplot in the film in the same way that like <laughs> when uh Frederick Douglass just shows up in glory randomly just to like have a important black person in the movie um so as things continue to you know conspire like one of the maids gets uh framed well she doesn't get framed she actually does steal something but like it's only because hilly's like no i'm not paying for your you know kids college so like you can do that shit yourself even though i'm not paying you anything um and so like the cops beat her up there's a race riot i guess downtown at some point because of bed grabbers that's just it's really randomly done um and all of these things kind of come together to convince all the other maids in town that like Skeeter is the one to help them tell their story, get it out into the world, expose, you know, what's, what's happening to them. And all the names are changed and like everything is kind of done in a way so that none of them will get found out. But like immediately they get found out when people read the book, like it's not done. It's not really well done because like apparently it doesn't take much for the people who are, you know, being talked about to figure out it's about them. The reason they think that it's not going to get found out is that at some point, Minnie took a shit in a pie and then gave it to Hilly. 
<laughs> and she ate it, which we're we're gonna talk about that in depth. But I'm just I have to know <laughs> how you don't know on yeah. first taste. Something's going on with that pie. Anyways, <laughs> after that, like the book is a success. Skeeter like gives them some money off the side of royalties to the maids. They then just kind of like go their separate ways. Like they're like, she's like, I can't leave because I stirred up all this shit. And like, now I'm going to go to New York. And they're like, no, please actually leave. Like go away, go follow your dreams. Like we'll be fine. I don't know how or why, but they decide that they're going to be fine. They tell off their employers Octavia gives it to Hilly in the end and then walks off and I guess starts a career as a writer. That's unclear. Um, Octavia Spencer leaves her <laughs> husband to like work for Jessica Chastain forever, I guess is also the implication. Um, and that's the happy ending of The Help. <laughs> I know that was over five. You're, change. you're not wrong and you're not like... You you gave like the major points of the movie. Honestly, you gave most of the yeah. movie. Uh, still seven and a half long, minutes. <laughs> but that's all right. It, we needed all of the details because we have to talk about many of those. So we points. can go. It's a so we can go in on this movie. bullshit. So I'm just gonna play this as just like a catch-all general thing, right? So. <laughs> can we just talk about all of this bullshit? That's right. There's a lot of bullshit going yes. on. Yes. We could start wherever you guys want, because like for me personally, I kind of like what you were talking about, Cameron, like that when you got about 30 minutes into it and you're just like, nah, you know, this isn't it. Like I, I knew it wasn't it immediately, but then having heard all the hype, all the talk about how the, like I agree with you, Joe, like the performances are great. Right, like everybody is given one hundred ten percent. Like you can't deny that. Specifically, Viola and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Like both of them are going as hard as they can. Right, but the movie is just there. Like it's it could have been an hour shorter. It could have been. Oh my god! It could have been they, an hour they, shorter. They included so many random things that had nothing to do with anything, and it's like it's wild to watch a movie that really feels like it's doing something and really feels like it's doing something specifically because it's quote unquote daring to tell a story that hasn't been told before when in fact what you're again really doing is not just centering this white woman right like i mean i think we're we're talking a little bit about just the the heavy white gaze of this film but also the fact that you spend so much time with her and she seems to have, she grew up in this town, right? Like this is <laughs> like, she's been here and it's almost like she's an outsider coming in, experiencing all this for the first time. And it's like, she Skeeter specifically just feels like a made up creation. I mean, th all of this is made up, right? All this is bullshit. Okay. But. So let's, first, let's just pause right here. Go. You, so many points I want to. So many, no, just there's so much to expand yeah. upon on um, what Jordan just said. Uh, uh, yeah, no, you're right. So, you're right. So first, this idea that for us, this is not only a story that's been told a bunch of times, but one we are intimately familiar with. But I 
honestly and truly believe that white women think that this was radical right and i think they think that because so many of them pretend to be a skeeter what do i mean by that a lot of white women are like racism where (laughs) and how and not here though as as they're soaking drenched in it exactly exactly that that's what i'm saying that is skeeter she there's no way she could possibly be that oblivious yeah but she is in the same way that a lot of white women are like i just didn't i didn't even know and i'm horrified to find out and if i was then i'm sorry which is such all of it is just complete bullshit but i really think white women have like been built in our in our society largely caters to this idea that they can put up blinders around everything and they don't need to know anything Right. It's why when white women cry, there's an immediate reaction of someone has hurt her. She doesn't know anything about anything. And now she's hurt and we must come to her rescue. And I think a lot of that Skeeter. And and again, this movie is very obsessed with comparing the black and white experience and Mm -hmm. saying that racism hurts us equally. Yeah. Which is why they have centered this child throughout the film, because this white baby girl is purity and innocence. They think she's going to be fat. My God. Her yeah. life practically over before oh it even God. begins. Her mother doesn't love her. Terrible. Terrible for her. But this black woman instilled in her power because she's magical and black, unfortunately, in her own movie. <laughs> <sighs> and they, they... She is the magical Negro in the movie yeah. about right. herself. It's disgusting. It's, it's disgusting. Wild. And on top of that, what, like... That magicalness is meant to say, like, we are all innocent until we're corrupted by society. And racism is not at all inherent in the way that we raise our children, Mm -hmm. which is it's like almost there to saying. But because the film never exposes that key moment, they talk about what happens when a child you've raised who loves you, who views you as its mother, turns and becomes racist like their parents. That moment should have been visible in the film. There's so many ways to make this movie actually about what happened, but yeah. you'd have to like ground it in reality. And there's just so clearly not a desire well, to do that. You're 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 correct. Mm. You're correct. But also the movie, I think this movie actually thinks it does do that. And I think the key scene, sadly, is the toilet mm. scene. <laughs> because so there's a scene where um Skeeter writes a column that says uh, that they uh, if they have any like if the neighborhood has any uh, used coats, they can leave them on um, Hilly's lawn on uh, on Hilly's lawn. And she whites out coats and puts toilet commodes and calls it a typo, quote unquote. And then the next morning she wakes up with a bunch of toilets on her lawn and it's supposed to be a funny moment sort of um but hilly comes out and she's like oh my god my my lawn is covered in toilets and how embarrassing for me and how embarrassing for me and uh her daughter may mobley who has been being who is being toilet trained during the movie like her her plot is that she's being toilet trained uh and so may mobley is caught peeing in a toilet on the front lawn and it's also how terrifying and embarrassing for her people are taking pictures and immediately 
uh, Miss Lethal is like, no, I'm going to spank my child for embarrassing me further. And then Abe Lane, who May Mobley in an earlier scene called her mm-hmm. real mother, uh, which is uh, <laughs> um, picks May Mobley up and takes her over to the corner of the lawn to tell her and reinstill in her again that she is kind. She is sweet. No, no, and no. She no, is no, important. No, 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 no Cameron. And- Say it like she says <laughs> in the movie. Oh, oh, God. Oh, oh. oh, no. You is kind. <laughs> you is sweet. And you is yes. important. <laughs> Thank you. Well, by, by the way, what, that's like a catchphrase in the last 10 years, too. Like, people remember that line, and it's awful. But anyway, uh, this is supposed to be the moment where we see that uh, Miss Lethal is like a full-blown racist, mm-hmm. right? That she would neglect her own child. And that Abelene is the true, you know, and she's she's magic. She's displaying the magic yeah. that she has, right? She can take May Mobley, who's been spanked in front of the entire neighborhood, and reinstill in her pride in that moment, literally within moments, mm-hmm. within seconds. And it's the oh god, the movie really thinks that this scene shows the like true nature of these enabled white women and then the magic powers of these black women in stark contrast. Right. And all it does is reinforce stereotype after stereotype that we've already seen in so many other movies. I mean, this is exactly what's that. This is the, this is the, uh, the, I don't know them scene Mm -hmm. from color purple. With uh, with uh, Miss Millie coming home for Thanksgiving and spending it with the black people, the these black sharecroppers who are having a Thanksgiving dinner, and um, she can't stay because she's afraid. Or uh, oh no, uh, uh, Oprah can't stay because Miss Millie doesn't know these men who are going to help her take mm-hmm. her car away. And so you see how magic. Oprah is in this moment and how fully racist and mean spirited <laughs> Miss Millie is. And it's the same thing that's going on in this toilet scene. Like the color purple is 20 years. It's seen this movie senior and no one's no. learned the lesson. Right. And actually the help is set after the color yeah. purple. <laughs> Yikes. And so in his, in history's eyes, no one's still yeah. learned the lesson that, these white women are still enabled. Mm-hmm. They're still mean spirited and only interested in their own <laughs> self image, honestly, because both of these situations are the only thing that's damaged is these women's self image. Yeah. Self- well, let's, let's really speak on it because this is, this is what is happening in this movie is that this is a movie devoid of historical context and mm-hmm. like real life and real world history right real so, world mm-hmm. history to yeah think that yeah. skeeter is oblivious to everything that's happening around her just a couple years earlier emmett till was killed just a few towns over that's a yeah like not even that's a far. national <laughs> story that's not like something that you kind of you know happened maybe in a in 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 tennessee or florida and like how would i hear about that in you know 1960 no like this was a this was the impetus of the civil rights movement and that happened not that far away from where you live so and not even that and long. And the impetus before. of that event is that a white woman lied on him mm-hmm. and got him killed. 
And so even <laughs> savagely even murdered in that context, right? Where you can say maybe that white woman didn't want him killed, but she knew what was going to happen when she said what she said, right? That mm-hmm. something was going to happen to a child, like something was going to happen to him and it wasn't going to be a, a stern talking to, right? Like something mm-hmm. bad was going to happen. Yeah, no. The white woman in this world and in this movie are treated as if like they're they're still not as powerful or not as as terrible as the men in the world that are really doing the bad things yes. out there. You know, the the police sheriffs that are beating up, you know, whoever and the people who are making these laws like they're just mini tyrants in their own little social circles and you know, what Yes. This movie paints their uh plights as right. different plights when the problem is the race problem, like the quote unquote race problem, but it paints their plights as different. It paints the white women's plight as like, they're still under the foot of men under the boot of men. And that black people are still under the boot of white people. This is the core of white feminism. Specifically. Yes. Yes. Feminism. If this is a movie that's taking place in, again, some semblance of a real world, then all of these white women watched birth of a nation a movie again which is predicated <laughs> on a white woman being endangered yes. and periled by a black man like they know what it is they know how when they move about the world sure they don't have the same power you know like they're still working towards in a larger context right like the rights of women versus the rights of men okay but at the same time it's 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 like you were saying Joel it's like it's painted in a way that like, oh, these are these are equal, right? Like the w- what these white women are going through, maybe in a larger context, is mm-hmm. equal to what not just what these black women are going through, but like black people in general. And it's like, no, oh, yeah. because these white women have they have power. They have real power that has real dangerous effects on the people around them. It's not even just that Hilly can get these black women fired. Right. And and basically render them unemployed in the whole town so that they would have to leave just to get a job. But she could she could get them killed like she could get them. She could get them killed. She could get their families killed. You know what I mean? It's like, like she doesn't even get it at the bus stop. And, yeah. <laughs> but she chases after. And the movie, the yeah. movie's aware of that. The movie's aware of that, too, because it paints the moment like you said, yeah. the bus yeah. stop. moment. Well, and it makes a very clear choice of like, oh, she's not aware but the problem is, like, again, just no one can be that daft. And the way that, that it's visually, consistently visually juxtaposed is, like, A, they give a lot of, like, maybe less than half of these white men are just evil or straight dumb. Like, you have evil Queen B, you have the best friend that, I just want to be like you. You have yeah. dumb, good white chick Jessica Chastain's character who's just like, I, I don't know anything like yeah life is crazy to teach me how to make fried chicken (laughs) um and then (sighs) worst scene of the movie by the way it worst scene of the movie the the strongest offender there's oh a lot to break down so much to break down okay anyway um and then you you have um uh emma stone's character who again is good and is quote-unquote intelligent but is not at all aware of her surroundings juxtapose that to as much as the the fried chicken of it all really upsets me 
and and not for the reason of like oh it's a black woman make, lots of black women make fried chicken there's actually absolutely a relationship and a, and a visual history to explore in that and what that means from yes. the perspective of a black woman but this idea right. that like then as jessica is later i'm sorry i'm using their real names as this woman no, is, is patching up uh her help essentially because she's in an abusive relationship she's like i would just give it back to him the, the exact same as I got, I'd give it as good as I got, I think is the actual mm-hmm. quote she uses, which to tell an abused black woman with five kids to just go home and like, quote unquote, take care of her man. Just fight him. Without any thought to what that means for her physical safety, for her children's physical safety, for her living situation. She can't own property. Yeah. What is she going to do? Like, you, she, what? She definitely can't afford that big ass house she lives <laughs> like, in. Uh, eight that's why the kids gotta go work. And, and again none of it is is <laughs> brought into the perspective like the actual human perspective of black women who who led these full lives and it's so like degrading to watch again this moment in history be romanticized mm-hmm. with a literal very key to like I guess the storyline because it shows up a lot, but not in the way that it changes anything at all. She has to fall in love. Mm. Why does this woman who is obsessed with career have to go back home? Have to fall in love? Have to make that such a huge part of a film? Again, that's supposed to be about how Black women survive and got their stories told. Yeah. And I I started off by saying there's one key element of the book that I was gobsmacked. I haven't read the full book, but I understand that in the book it is um viola davis's character's son who tells her to write her stories and apparently he's a big portion of the book this guy that's only ever talked about roundaboutly mm-hmm. right she's like oh he died right there uh i think the other quote is uh he wanted me to be a writer and then she talks about how losing him made her like lose faith in the world and she'll yeah. have, like become depressed and, and close off those are the only times her son is mentioned in the original text, he they have a relationship and full conversations, and he tells her, Mom, you should share your stories. You would think that this character is illiterate until yeah. later she starts writing down her friend's stories, and you're like, oh, she can write. G- great. Why is this white woman here, period? Yeah. There are black publications at the time, <laughs> like many sure of are. them, um, all across the South. Like, <laughs> she didn't even need to go as far as New York to print and tell these important stories and it's not like a ebony existed at the time <laughs> it's not like a, you know a, a a journalist picking up on that and want to be like i could take this wider is a much more interesting story because then it's how who am i trusting my stories with mm-hmm. and and where are these gonna go and and what does that mean for me and everyone who told these stories that were of course just going to be seen by black eyes there's about a bajillion different ways to tell yeah. these stories authentically but for them to to again just so focus the woman issues of it all the oh my mother's forcing me to get married oh my daughter doesn't like me and now i have to go to a nursing home all of these like very white mild-mannered problems against against jim crow like the actual start of it is bonkers well so i mean before we before we get (laughs) off of it here's another wild thing that I just couldn't wrap my head around. Because when I saw it in the movie, I, I paused the movie because I was like, what? There's a scene where Skeeter 
is in her room. This I think this is before she goes to the library to look up civil rights. She in her mm-hmm. room in her bookshelf. She has both Native Son and Invisible Man. No. <laughs> you lie. I have you lie. Which means if you could go back, if, you could look it up, but she's got both Invisible she's got Native Son. Richard Wright is from Jackson, Mississippi, right? So like yes. he would be a writer that sure would would be a part of this. And then you've got Invisible Man, which w- which man. was which is the crux right. text, you know, but it's also like, yeah, okay, like that was a popular book, but it's like if you read both of those books to be as oblivious as you are about the world happening around you, it's just like like what's going on, man? Like you can't you can't really expect us like cuz that this they that was purposefully put into the movie. Like that's it's a film. There's no a single prop yes. does not show up in any movie without careful consideration, and especially if uh, Skeeter is supposed to be this type of character who is you know yes. actualized, I guess, who is like culturally yes. actualized, but stays silent in so many instances. It's yes. so infuriating because the movie does do a like try to do justice to like. That Skeeter's an actualized woman, that she is a forward-thinking woman. So if she is, and if she is a person who's read Invisible Man, how is she going to sit around where, like, uh, just one example, the the scene where Miss Leafle is, uh, she's having a frustrating day Mm -hmm. at home, and she's talking to Skeeter, and then uh, Mr. Leafle comes home, and he's had a bad day, and he's like, make me a sandwich. Tells, tells Abilene immediately, yeah. make me a sandwich. Mm-hmm. And then Mae Mobley starts crying upstairs and Miss Leafolt, literally as Abilene is walking away, is like, go Baby's check crying. on Mae Mobley. So she's like, <laughs> baby's crying. You gotta go, you gotta go do stuff. You gotta go take care of my child. If you read Invisible Man, you wouldn't be enraged at that no. moment. You wouldn't even, you wouldn't want to stand up and be like, hey, you just told this woman two completely different things and you expect yeah. them both. But you're 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 not going to well, do here's anything the confusing about that? thing about sure. and you're writing this here's, article here's like real confusing trash. thing about skeeter right because the movie tells us that she is again the the only progressive minded voice of reason in this whole town nobody else is in the whole town yeah approaching her level of thinking and yet we have to imagine because it's like she knows the whole bridge club right she mm-hmm. knows mm-hmm. abelina and Minnie, right like she's mm-hmm. probably been around them mm. they have to see her as just another white woman right like they have to they have to view her as like one of those women like they you know so the fact that she's when able- you say they are you talking about her her bridge club members or yes. all the black people in town Okay, is one yes, of the bridge okay. club members. Yeah, I mean, there's. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I can't. Yes. I can't imagine why they would look at her and say, "I bet she's different," or she's always been nice to me. You know, like because she's one a socializing with all of these women, right? They they because the thing mm-hmm. that this movie does, and I guess just what they're trying to say about these women is like they have accepted their station in life, and like they are because that's I think. 
there's a line where like Skeeter's like, you know, what did you always know you were going to be a maid? And like Viola Davis is like, yeah, my grandma was a maid. My mom was a maid. Like I was probably mm-hmm. going to be a maid. And she's like, didn't you want to do anything else with your life? Like, do you have you know dreams about what you want to do? But it's like <laughs> the, the disrespect in that <laughs> question, right? But also, like, it's it's treated as if these women, this is all they know, right? Like they have they don't have the capacity to look upwards and outwards and understand the social strata of what's yes. going on. And so yes. they yeah, they don't treat it like the survival tactic that it yes. actually is. It's honestly like yes. playing your role, playing your station is a survival tactic, especially yes. in Jim Crow, Jackson, Mississippi, like the most Truly. racist place in America. And, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> like how you going to tell how you going to look any black person in the face and say, but you didn't want to be an astronaut <laughs> or you didn't want to be such and such. It's like, I'll slap you in the mouth if you because, <laughs> like, how dare you? Well, it. It's it's very much like it's 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 not, but it feels like it's stealing dreams from children. Uh, uh. Like, oh, you didn't ever think of being anything else? Like, yes, <laughs> bitch, I was a child. I dreamed of being a lot right. of things. I probably wouldn't be a ballerina, maybe president. You know, I was fourteen when I got my first job, so maybe that ended yeah. very early for me. But yes, at one point, I thought about doing other things. Again, it's just a lack of, and it wouldn't bother me so yeah. much because that's at the beginning of the film. And if any of these characters had any kind of actual, it's like the second evolution, line, <laughs> right? Then it would it would be it would be a great place to start because I bet a lot of white people, like and especially white mm-hmm. women, think like that, right? It's particularly, I don't even want to say particularly at the time because white people haven't changed that much. <laughs> but like, there's you're not wrong. <laughs> the idea is that. I know, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, but the idea that like there, there's no, again just no growth for her at all. She starts off being like, I want at the very least respect for black people. Her growth is, and I learned that white yeah. people aren't going to give it to them. Damn, <laughs> like shame. <laughs> Gotta go. Right. Job in New York is calling. Thank you for the stories that are going to yeah. make me so much fucking money. Percentages mm. should have been asked. Oh, Hope it works out yeah. in Jackson again, for you. There are whole ass black lawyers who probably would have been like let me go talk, call these maids yeah, right no. quick what kind of money y'all got off this anything what can she we do for them, you? this is a trick ain't no aclu for the black maids of jackson <laughs> she gave them some dollars but i doubt she gave them like a significant chunk of what she got Mm-mm. she probably she gave them two dollars and fifty cents she probably came off story, a bit of the maybe. advance but then the rest of that she kept that you know what i mean that was probably oh you know she kept that for that new york for that sure. sweet new york apartment that she was gonna live mm-hmm. in right in her but little articles <laughs> i'm still i'm still struggling to accept the the general <gasps> conceit of the movie is that these black mm-hmm. women would see skeeter as not just an ally but somebody who they could entrust sensitive information but Jordan, don't you remember when when Octavia was like, "I gotta look at you, yeah, Square, I, yeah. when you writing in my stories." And now, now that's how they trust her, and she knew <laughs> so because through her black magic, she was aware that this little white girl was trustworthy. That scene is so that scene is out. so improbable. Viola Davis, Abilene literally says like two scenes earlier, if not in the same scene, I don't know. I'm still trying to put this movie out of my mind. But she literally <laughs> says like, "They will burn down my house. They will kill me. No, yes. they'll kill my children. They'll kill my husband." Yeah. just for mm-hmm. talking to you and then octavia spencer is like uh i don't want to talk to you and then she goes out for a second takes a little walk around the house and is like you know what you know what i'm gonna My tell you be told. i'm gonna everything. risk it all literally everything i'm gonna risk yeah. it all to tell you like yeah let me start at the start and i'm like 
So forego all of the yes. safety. But also, mm-hmm. I just can't conceive black people in general, black women specifically, not understanding that it takes so little for these white women to sell you out. You know what I mean? Like it would take nothing for her Skeeter to turn around and say, oh, you know what? I've got something better now. And so like, I'm out. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I forgive my crassness, mm-hmm. but like Minnie got fired for farting in the bowl. She didn't even like yeah. finish. You know, fam. So, so that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> but you think, you, know I mean? you think not even that Skeeter is going to be trustworthy <laughs> and an ally, but like, she's going to go down with you. Like if it goes down, she also is going to go down. Yeah. She's not going to go down. Mm. Are they going to no. burn the newspaper down? Or are they going to are they going to like mm. blow up you the know, newspaper no, building she, or like blow up Skeeter's house? Skeeter's like, gonna... But let's talk about. Oh, how no, I was this... going to say Skeeter's going to give you the Jordan shrug, and then she's going to get on the bus to New York, and like, that's <laughs> it. Like she's not. There's nothing. She because oh, there is really think about it. Mm. Right. What what did she risk and what did she lose? <laughs> nothing and she is the main character of the movie she ain't want none of like, those friends anyhow <laughs> like, like, like that's what she risks is these these friendships from high school but they were never that close like, mm-hmm. the stakes are all wrong everywhere yes, yes literally yes. everywhere the stakes don't make no goddamn sense uh because if she that really was like, there at one point there's a photo of her and uh, the bitchiest redhead i'm just gonna phrase it like that uh <laughs> and they're in like high school and they have their arms around each other, which is the first sort of sense that you ever get. That they are very close. Right. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they're sort of just floating around the same circle. And maybe Skeeter is kind of an outsider, but you were a girl and where else were you going to mm-hmm. hang out? Um, and then like if we're talking about stakes, like every time I, I look deeper into this movie, I'm like just more appalled. There's definitely a reward oh, for yeah. being a good Negro in here, right? Viola takes care of this white baby. And like the white pyramid, you know, it's like men are at the top and, and then maybe babies are second and then there's women at the bottom. Um, but then even like Octavia's character, the bad thing is acceptable because it's against the most racist white woman, right? And this whole movie is just about mm-hmm. degrees of good. Mm. You know, and Anjane Ellis's character stole that ring yeah. But she really her boys had to go to college because that's how you get free of blackness is you get educated and the white people accept you. And so that's really what she needs to do is like send her boys to college so they can also be good, acceptable Negroes. Um, but the, she still mm-hmm. gets punished for it because stealing is wrong. But in, in that in that's that moment, had to bash in that moment in. where she steals the ring, you understand without the screenplay having to do the work because the screenplay mm-hmm. is not doing any work for anybody here. Anyway. It, you understand her you understand her stakes with it she knows that this this ring will not go missed in this house it was obviously under the couch and no one yeah. spoke about it she could put it in her pocket and pawn it and make that money because like mm-hmm. no one was going to give it to her but once once somebody caught wind of it then it became a real problem and they were have they had to be yeah. beat over it right right and we understand that we okay. understand that as the audience but I don't mm-hmm. think that the screenplay had the intention of me thinking like that steps forward because it's not thinking yeah. like I'm thinking as the black person. Oh, it just says. Not. And mm-hmm. honestly, I bet that the screenplay or the screenwriter in that moment thinks that she thinks she can get away with it. And that's literally the end yeah. all well, be all of it. The screenplay itself right. yes. is like the least surprising, the least like any mm-hmm. like God. there's. 
It was very paint by and numbers, 1950s. Because it's like adapted movie. from a book and seemingly is adapted very mm -hmm. faithfully. You know, there's certain things that got taken out or switched around that we'll talk about, but like it is doing the book, basically. Like, you know, it's not it's not like a yeah. whole wild change in terms of like the the like the narrative of the film. And so like yeah. that is a moment I agree where like I saw her take that ring and like part of me was like mm. like thinking of the movie I was like I know how this is going to end but then also you know like oh we all in a yeah. in a real life situation oh, yes. I was just like all right you know like you got to you got to take those risks sometimes specifically in a situation like that where it's just like desperation like there's really but this movie couldn't let black yeah. people win without the help of white people at Oh, no, no. there's not one victory that isn't aided, handed aided by, by a white woman, person. By a white yeah. woman. So, so here, here's the thing, nuts. right? Like, even thinking about that scene, right? There's a scene prior, before she steals the ring, where Skeeter comes in and is trying to talk to her about being in the book. And to cover it up, she, like, I think Hilly comes in, and to cover it up, she's like, oh, no, no, we were just talking about her boys going to college. And then Hilly's like, oh, she was trying to get mm -hmm. money out of you. And then Hilly was like, what? No. Like, or mm -hmm. Mosquito was like, no. Like, why would, why would she Skeeter. do that? Yeah. And it was, it was a moment of like, one, she set this woman up, basically, <laughs> you know, because she threw her under the bus immediately once uh, Hilly came into the room. But then also, yes, it's, it's, it's not right? stated, <laughs> but it is very clear. Skeeter has money, right? She got money. She good. If she knew, mm -hmm. if she, she knew that this woman needed money to send her kids to college, she never once said anything about it. She never once said, "Oh, do you need money no. to help?" You know what I mean? Like, even if it wasn't the whole thing, right? Like, yeah. I could probably get you some money. Like, I know her mom cut off her, whatever, you know. But it was like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could sell any of your you necklaces. You could sell a bunch of stuff. And give her the cash. <laughs> right. Like, you could... honestly, tell your. And the, the other thing is, like, she knows how mean her friend is. Like, you've observed it yeah. so many times. So much. Why would you not just be like, right. oh, I came in for a glass of water? Oh, I just, I asked her how her day was going. Like, you could have taken any of that heat. But, like you said, Jordan, he, she just threw her under the bus. And, and the. The way, like, <laughs> the way Bryce Dallas Howard plays mm -hmm. his character is so authentic. And I really feel like I remember the critique going around of, like, mm. this is excessive. Mm. It's the same critique that, did you guys see uh, Underground? Oh, yeah. Jenkins, yeah, yeah. Amazon oh, piece? Yes. Yes. Okay. The, I think it's episode three or four where um, the little girl is in the cabin with the white mm -hmm. woman. Yes. And she's hiding her yes. upstairs. Okay. I've heard a ton of critique like that white woman. Oh, what white woman would act like this? It's so excessive. All white people were bad. Like, this is from black people, which really bothered me. I was like, bruh, maybe it's because, you know, they were an older black gentleman. Um, and per I, I wonder if it felt to me like, oh, maybe you've never seen a white woman mm -hmm. interact Ooh, with a black yeah. woman in private before. And maybe you're not aware of how, like, lethally cruel they can be and and can be they often being. are often often <laughs> and this ain't even like this is not news to black people but maybe to white people who are listening mm -hmm. white women are exponentially worse than white men 
when it comes yeah, to racism so much. because they know they can get away with it and they can yep. play victim. Mm-hmm. They can play victim in well, and any they'll never situation. have to actually yep. take a they'll, swing or they, a hit. It, yeah. Like ever. The, the, there's never going to have to be like an exchange of power because they yeah. have it all. They have power mm-hmm. over the men, right? And they already have uh, racially hierarchically, they already have the power mm-hmm. in that sense too. So it's their, it's their situation to lose yeah. in most situations. Yes. And I think Bryce Dallas, and I really do. I think like if, if the Academy was really voting along, like who gave the most like just down performances, Bryce Dallas Howard's subtle, like the vindictiveness was which she uses any opportunity to just put down these women, like her peeping the the Mississippi thing and then not even taking it out on her friend immediately mm-hmm. redirects to Viola's yeah. character. And it's like, aren't you yeah. glad I got you that awful bathroom? <laughs> the, <yeah. laughs> it's a sweat box. Ooh. Don't you love it? Just like my word. The strength with which Cold. she yells at her, y- yells at uh, Minnie mm-hmm. through the door when she fires yes. her. Like she just. Get off that door. Yeah, like all abs. You're fired. Like it's, she practiced in the trailer all <laughs> afternoon just to say you're fired. You know yeah, she, she did. She was ready. She was it's ready. Crazy. But again, authentic as opposed to let's you just bounce right back over to Emma Stone. I'm <laughs> mad at Emma Stone. Well, well here's role. the thing. I oh. mean it comes it comes at the at the cost of like who we have to go to like it, like what I was gonna say it comes down to who actually wrote this movie. A white woman wrote this book and doesn't want and would never put herself in a situation where she's like, oh I've never been I've never done anything even slightly racist probably in my life. I would never consider myself a racist. So therefore I have the point, the objective point of view to write this book. Right. And then you You would think still that she might want to do any kind of research on what it was like. Oh my God. It's it's like she didn't interview any black people to write a book Mm -hmm. about interviewing black people about racism. It's she's like, she did the white lady thing of like, Oh, I'm sure that they talk bad about us behind our backs. Yeah. Do you think right. for the most part, like after the first 10 minutes on the bus ride where they're bitching about it, they're not immediately switching over like, girl, how are your family doing? Your kids, are- no. they never talk never, about their never. kids. Like Minnie has five children <laughs> and she's sending her first daughter off to work at 14, which I'm sure for Minnie is heartbreaking. She was trying to keep her baby in school and it's never a conversation or a frustration for her or let down. All you get is her. And again, some portion of that conversation has to be had of like yeah you had to be educated on what you needed to do going in but white black children who are raised around white people particularly if your parents are in lower which is most of us in lower positions Mm -hmm. but you get that training much earlier not the day of the day of she's learning like don't touch the car she's not touching no no white people she's a little black girl in mississippi what no. that's not something that needs to be said. She gets it. The movie doesn't Foolish. the movie doesn't take like any of the racial consequences when it comes to black women seriously until Yul May mm. is beat yeah. in front of people. Like all the other yeah. thing all the other horrible things that happen, like you said, uh Octavia Spencer's daughter having to go to work as a maid at 14. And drop out of school like, and go to work, you know, not just, you know, drop out of school mm-hmm. to work for white people like it, the movie doesn't do yeah. any. The death of Medgar Evers. It, it, these it, are all... it's taken as a, a foregone conclusion. Like, oh, yeah, he yeah. died. Yeah. And let's shut off the TV and get it out of our minds before we have to actually deal with it. That I don't mind because white people do that. Yeah. They're like, why are you stirring up that again? Is Yeah. Why honest, are you talking about the race? No, situation. So her mom was like, why are you letting these black people watch this? You're going to give them ideas. Yes. 
Yes. And I think that would be her reaction. But my problem is, and I think to your, your point, Cameron, it's like the movie is from a white perspective. And so I'm completely uninterested in any of this. Like this isn't hitting home. Like there's no grander lesson to be learned it's honestly just such a like a love of again a romanticization of the time so we're 100 it feels like it thinks like oh we're so we're we're, we're so much better than that now yeah we're so much better than that now but instead it's like look at how like awesome this was you know we used to have power black people like this oh wild (laughs) we totally get away with shit this me bitch is so mean and hot like it's confusing let's go back like it really (laughs) feels like that's the attitude coming out right it's It's like man wouldn't it be great if black people just had to be made i mean it's that it's that i hate that black bitch it's the same vibe of like when white people are like wait wouldn't you if you got in a time machine when would you go back to it's like i wouldn't fucking go back fam like why do I want to go back? It was all bad, bro. <laughs> I would just go back pre-colonial because you could you could travel around as a black person earlier than pre-colonial in certain spaces and be and okay. Be fine. I don't know how I'm about the lack of plumbing. You know, I could yeah. be there. You could hang out in Greece and just if you came with money, you'd be like, well, look, fuck the, with you. Uh, <laughs> I would lo- I would love an actual thatched yeah. roof. You well, know, the, over the my fault head. in that question is always <laughs> like the premise is where would you go back to? And it's like it's a time machine, so. Can I also go forward in time? Like, would I like to do that? <laughs> Ooh, go the other way. Truly, you know what I mean? Like, truly. You 100%. That might be depressing, though, because you go forward 100 years, you'd be like, oh, yeah. we still got COVID? <laughs> no, go forward 100 years, years and you're like, just damn, in space. All right, you know, because, well, like, Earth is, is no more. Uh, <laughs> and you're just like, oh, <laughs> There's okay. no more. <laughs> yeah. Real Afrofuturism right there. But uh, I want to I wanna <laughs> play this again. We got to talk about this pie, right? Yeah, we do got to talk about the pie. And I think the thing that I'm I'm struggling with again, this is (laughs) this is a movie based on Mm -hmm. a book by a white person or written by a white person. And so there's a lot of things that are happening here that, you know, as a black person, I'm watching this and I'm like, nah, that's not that's not how that would happen. I'm gonna crack my beer for this one. So. I'm gonna crack I my beer for get, this one. Uh, oh, okay. Well, I'll, we'll 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 come back around to this uh, briefly. I remember my point, and that was just I wanted to mention that we did coin. This has probably been coined, but we, we we have come up with a new term for this show that I think we'll we'll do more often too because we we need to apply this as well as we were talking about the uh, the Bechdel test, <laughs> okay. and we we decided that there needs to be a a black. Oh test. yeah. Uh, for these movies to do oh. the black people in the movie talk about something other than the white people right and they don't in this movie <gasps> that never happens yes. there's never any talk of like no like you were saying there's never talk about us i would say on a technicality the bus for two freaking seconds when um viola's character is yeah. talking to david's character but yeah. the conversation isn't really about anything. So <laughs> he's just like, you okay? And she's like, yeah, how are you doing? He's like, if God's willing, she's like, he is good. And it comes yeah. to, they believe in Jesus, uh, which I think is, again, if you were, we should list the things white people mm. know about black people based on this movie. Right. Uh, they like Jesus. Right. They don't have dreams. Um, they think yeah. we are kind, smart, and important, which we Some are. Some of them thank God. actually like being maids. That was the wild thing too, where they're like, "Not all the stories were bad," and I was like, "I don't care. Like, why are we including uh, that in the book?" 
Oh, yeah. He bought land so that old lady could walk to her right. job. Why I'm did like, he... why didn't he buy her a car? A horse? Did he offer to pick her up in the morning? Yeah. <laughs> Anything. A scooter. All right. Well, let's, let's talk about this pie. Because, <laughs> I mean, the thing out. for me, I think just circling all that back around is that, like, all right. We, I think we, we also had a, a brief conversation about this before, too, and that, like, revenge being a, a patently white idea, you know what I mean? Like, the, 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 the kind of revenge that we're talking about, mm. right? So, like, there's revenge in terms yes. of, like, petty revenge. Like, everybody's got that, where it's just kind of like, oh, I'm going to get them back for whatever, you know, one day, right? Then there's the large-scale sure. revenge, right? There's, like, the death wish revenge, right? There's, like, the you know, you've wronged me in such a great way and, like, I will have my revenge, capital R, on you for whatever it is that you've done to me. And so this is Minnie's revenge, right? She shits, and again, it's specifically her shit, right? This is, it's not dog shit, it's not horse shit, it's like, she says, you're eating my shit, right? So, like, she took a shit. Yep, she sure does. (laughs) (laughs) And then... (laughs) Made a pie out of it somehow. <laughs> Never explained. Yep. Uh-huh. We're not it's that good Mexican clear vanilla. on the ratio <laughs> of like, you know, was it was it like just mm-hmm. a little bit and a larger chocolate? Was it like what what's happening? I don't really know. She ate two pieces, right? So like something's happening here where I guess the pie is good. <laughs> right? really eating that pie. But what's the point? of that right it's it's supposed to be comedy in the movie right like we're supposed to laugh at it we're also supposed to cheer at it in the terms of like yeah she got her back Mm -hmm. but did she though because like i mean i guess in the moment sure i guess right like that's a thing to do but also like we just talked about she could just get she could just have many killed outright oh yeah nobody's gonna miss her nobody's gonna be like oh and she doesn't no. even have to tell anybody what really happened because it's all predicated on the fact that she wouldn't want that information to be widely known. But like, you tell your yeah. husband, he gets she could his very... buddies. That's it. That's a wrap. As we saw with Emmett, she Till could very easily years lie ago. on her and have her murdered <laughs> and her family murdered, and like somebody would say Minnie and she would say who? Don't know who that is. You know what I mean? <laughs> you She's know, never working here. The made for your whole life don't know her and so just the idea right that because we 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 discussed the mental calculus of being black or a person of color every day right that you have to make when you're moving through the world specifically in predominantly white spaces the way that you talk the way that you address people do you even make eye contact with certain people like all the different things that you have to think about I know she's supposed to be a hot-headed, like, kind of character. Who she's like? Who knows what she's gonna do next? Because she's so, you know, she's she's had enough of these white people shit, right? At the same time, mm-hmm. though, I mean, as a black person watching this, like, I was like, I I'm not excited for the prospect of that because one, I think we've said this before too, Cameron, right? Like, uh, black people don't want revenge. We want justice and restitution right like we want what is owed yes 
And that's it. We don't want to subjugate or turn the tables or any of that other stuff that white people think. We which want. is which is white people's yeah. number one fear. Which is white people's number yeah, one. Fear. We don't of we course. don't want to get it back. That we will you know? rise up and get. Yeah, them back. we just want you to leave us alone and give us what you owe us. Right? Like that's that's it. That's the end of it. Like after that, it's not like mm. kumbaya. We're cool and all, but like it's a start. Like it's a good road. <laughs> it's a good I mean? start. And so the fact that you got many in here doing this in a way that's again supposed to be, I guess, comedic, also cathartic, also like it's finally you know Bryce Dallas Howard like getting hers right, like she's she's getting what she deserves. But like again, she's never going to tell anybody about that, and like doesn't really hurt her at all she's fine she'll take she'll brush her teeth yeah. like three four times you know just let that pass through the system for a week she's gonna she'll live. be good and it's, and it's she'll still I mean? be like, rich nothing changes for her <laughs> her kids will still go to college it wasn't even like you know there's the scene at the end right where viola davis is like you know talking to her uh and like you get a, I guess, a brief moment of her thinking about who she is as a person, but then I'm pretty sure after Viola Davis left, she was like, "Nah, that bitch was wrong." <laughs> <laughs> it did not take nah. her long to be like, "Oh, she's still a nigga, though." <laughs> At the end of the day, you know, like she's not going to stop so- thinking that. Yeah, at worst, her feelings were hurt for being called out, and at most, that lasts forty eight hours because everyone in her world would reinforce yeah. the idea. That so she's I'm just, correct. I, I'd like to hear from both of you, just like what, if anything, that pie meant to you, and like if that did anything that I think the movie thought it was doing for you. That pie <laughs> means shit. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I want to talk about the pie, but I also want to talk about what Minnie's character represents large on a larger scale a little bit because the movie has Abling as like the, you know, well-intentioned, well-meaning made the one who is like doing the good work and, and, and a tolerant of the life she's living. Right. And then you have Minnie as the one who's like, I'm speaking out. I don't like this shit that's happening to me and I don't like the way I'm being treated, but you know what? It's the way I got to live in this world. So I'm going to live, you know, and she is the one who reaches a boiling point and takes revenge by, you know, shitting in a pie, but like her, all of her outrage, all of her, you know, wanting for revenge is played for jokes. Why should her revenge be funny? In this world where it's been explained several times before that point in the movie that she or her family could be killed just for like doing the slightest mm-hmm. thing wrong. She's already done several of those things wrong. So she is a target and they play her actual revenge and her uh, big like, you know, I got my screenwriter hat on again. So her third act revenge, her third act catharsis mm-hmm. as a joke. I Honestly, I'm offended. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, as you should yeah, be. honestly, I'm offended. Like, as you should. Be. What, what if, yeah. what if, you know, Selma, what if the movie Selma in the third act when they cross the Edmund Pettus Bridge, 
it's all they are just like start tap dancing and like burr, burr. So it was just joke it's just joke. we just gonna go to the other side of the bridge sorry about that like what if it was like that's yeah. fucked up that's fucked up to think that like you know well, uh, all this all this pain that my people go through the like that my daily life and like the fear i live with and the mental gymnastics i have to go through just to like fucking work for you and, and all mm. of it's like just yeah. for a joke say it can it's sickening <laughs> Well, and again, you know, if we if we look at it academically as like the white gaze, right, sure. then then we understand that. A, it doesn't take the black plight in this country seriously at Mm-mm. all, uh, particularly, again, the black plight during Jim Crow. That's it's not it was never the I still can't mm-hmm. believe it was not the point of the movie. Like, it's just mind boggling <laughs> that it's like, oh, it's about this girl like if if you were to describe the plot of this movie it's like oh this girl wants to be a writer and she learns that black people have a different perspective (laughs) and so she peddles these black women's stories to her editor in new york for a chance to work at a magazine and it works and that's that's the real that's the story that's the the whole story and it's it's mind-boggling because then the comedic aspects of it become oh we needed to laugh like we, we we needed levity in the script because we didn't want it to get too dark which is again impossible to conceive as somebody with a black gaze i guess but but the idea that at any point this movie mm-hmm. thought it was going dark mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it because the darkest thing truly that happens in in a in both a visual and contextual sense, like in reality, maybe Medgar Evers' death is the darkest thing that happens because he uses this bright light in the civil rights movement. He's the first of the three major civil rights activists that are assassinated. Mm-hmm. It's it's a horrible, scarring mm-hmm. moment for an already scarred community. But in this movie, the darkest thing that happens is Viola Davis's son, someone you never meet, someone you only know she loves because she's a mother and mothers love their sons, um, and because how he died though and and her viola's incredible telling of that yes. story of how he died is is in and of itself tragic but that would be tragic no matter to who it anyone to. white or black to literally any person who was you know maimed on a construction site and then dumped out of a truck and then told they're just gonna mm-hmm. die so bring them home so they can die in your house that horrible horrible thing to happen but again it has nothing to do truly with the the larger circumstances of what this movie is trying to tackle and it's just complete disinterest in in the civil rights movement again in jackson mississippi the epicenter the <laughs> where so epicenter. much like key elements of the fact that all it wanted to show was black pain like really reveled in in black pain there's no exploration of because Violet's character is depressed about her child being killed. There's no moments ever mm-hmm. of like black creativity, of of black um, experience outside of their work. Of of like they go to church and they live in shacks and they go to work. It's just there. It, it kills me that we have so so much yeah community. <laughs> There's so so much, and and especially at that time when we aren't allowed in certain spaces, so much of us coming together to just try to survive in day to day, and they live in what is clearly like this well built Hollywood like, esque like what is the word I'm looking for? Like it's set, the whole community set was built, and they like yeah. wipe past yeah. it 
and you don't ever get a sense of like what happens in this community nobody's coming in to check on her but her best friend i don't buy that <laughs> I, I don't buy that there's an entire community of women that also share in her job but also just neighbors and it's particularly at that time you know you've lost a child mm-hmm. they're coming to check in on you and what is her response to that like they're just the most shallow characters and i just have to say again in case there hasn't been enough emphasis enough there is a romance story between two white people <laughs> in the center of this movie and he's like oh so that one's got a mouth on her oh he's he's kind of sassy and that's the whole brunt of their romance and it takes up so much time and what really kills me is if i step into just the womanist pers- like just being a woman and watching this if i were again to just set aside all the horrible bullshit racist stuff specifically for black women that is happening all this woman's mother wanted out of her was to get married and then they give it to her and her mother is terrible and why 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 when she is writing her first book when she's taking these big swings in a career why oh like god is she worried about this guy that she meets for two seconds like it just it is the most muddled like spoon-fed just like this this is i mean it seems too obvious but like a complete whitewashing of actual history and it is it's so maddening. Yeah. I'm so well, sorry two, that two I made us watch points. this movie. <laughs> two quick points on the romance. <laughs> You're though, right. You, you, you brought it up several times, and I think people really need to understand. One, it, the way that it happens is he basically negs her into he negs going her, on yes. a date with him. <gasps> yes! Where he, he shows up, he's an asshole, and then he comes, like I guess a few days later, and was like, I just want to apologize. You know, I'm not usually an asshole. It was a bad day or whatever. And she's like, well... Yeah, my girlfriend not, broke up with yeah, me. I'm still so not I'm mad, so I have to. And drink she's like, "Well, I'm dates. still not interested." And he was like, "Well, you know, I said what I had to say, and now I'm walking away very slowly, though. So you have the opportunity to change your mind <laughs> if you know you want to do that." And then she's like, "All right, sure? look, let's go to dinner, right?" And then, and then they're dating. I you know what I mean? Like, and then well, because and then they're out for oysters. Right, they, they paint her as desperate for male attention because she's ugly. I, in the context of this movie, and like that shit is really uh, annoying. So you know, so what? she she gets a man. The, Do you guys remember why she's ugly though? It's because she has the, yeah. Hair. No, the next scene is she's interviewing uh, yeah. Abe Lane, and she's talking about how she's described as ugly. And the movie does that thing where in this scene she is specifically got the curly hair, glasses, and she looks up at her like. Well, well, I guess I'm right. a little homely right now <laughs> to accentuate the point. And I'm like, this yuck. Yuck for her character in this movie that really shouldn't be about no. this moment. This moment really shouldn't mm. even exist in this movie. And yet we have to sympathize with your like forced romance. Me- meanwhile, Abelene is like fearing for her friend's right. life. But then the romance ends. Because he reads the book and he's like, oh, no, I'm a racist. I don't think. Do you not understand that yeah. about me? <laughs> like, I don't. Fuck I don't with like that. black people. <laughs> like, so 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 this romance that the movie has spent 40 minutes on all for not all for not. But it's like you weren't picking up. <laughs> that's it. That's her other sacrifice. Yeah. The script really thought it was doing a lot. It was like and she can't even keep this nice guy. She likes. But like she doesn't like she wasn't people. picking up the vibe. So what were they talking about? 
Like, how did she not know that he was racist as fuck? <laughs> but that's the thing. You know, she's going to she's going to participate in more like systemic racism because she never picks up on like when a white yeah. person is hideous ever, ever. Mm-mm. Like she can't call her mom out on it. your yeah. own mother. You can't call out on it. Not this girl yeah. you don't even like. Like there's at no point is she like. Hey, you're being like a bitch. Like, mm-hmm. which white women call each other all the time. Like, I really just feel like there is was again just no desire to exist in reality, and it's hyper yeah. frustrating to 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 think that anyone would be like, yes, this is. And I guess so many of us thought, <laughs> so many people were like, yo, yeah. this movie is it. Racism mm-hmm. solved. We have a black president now. Look at this movie. We right. did I want to get into yes. all of that. But I also want to I want to touch on three things really quickly before we move on, because there's three moments in this movie that we haven't talked about yet that are just like what's happening. So first, we we haven't really talked about the mom in the movie. Which one? Skeeter's mom. Oh, it sucks that it's Alice and Janney. I fucking love Alice and Janney. It's Alice and Janney. And so she's racist the whole movie. Right. And like she has a moment where she like she keeps she keeps not wanting to talk about the maid, uh, Constantine, who used to work for them. Like she keeps ducking, dodging the question and whatever. Right. And then like at the end of the movie, she finally gets pinned down by Skeeter and she's got to She's got to spill the beans about what happened. And, you know, basically, I guess she has like her daughters of America racist group of women come over to her house because she's the president of that now. And uh, like she is having her little dinner party. But it's it's Cicely Tyson who has to play elderly, like incapable, incompetent black maid who can't even put the peas on the plate anymore. And then you have her daughter storm into the house and she's like, I came to see my mom. And Alice and Janney is like, well, you can go through the back. And she's like, no, I'm going to see my mom right now in the middle of this party, which, again, no black person would do. You, do, I mean, Mm-mm. just in general, right? Like if your parents are working and yeah. you burst into their <laughs> place of, of work. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> on many, that would have been levels. On many levels, like one, I'm not putting their lives or my life in jeopardy by demanding to go through a front door at a daughter of the Confederacy, where there's a bunch of white angry bitches behind the door. It does none of it right. makes sense. But yeah, just on a black level, I'm not coming in my parents' place of work disturbing the peace. Like, are you out of your mind? Yeah, they will kill on me. On general principle, that is no matter how old you are, that's <laughs> potentially an ass whooping, right? Yes. So like, you know, <laughs> you like th- th- that in and of itself. I've yeah. been yes for less. <laughs> no, not doing that. Right. Secondly, uh, she knows. Like she knows this is her mom's job. She knows who she works for. She knows the rules. And like, why would she do that? She would not for any reason. Right. So that that whole thing is just like <laughs> wild in and of itself. But at, so she does that, and then like the I guess the real leader of this group is like, you need to fire all of them. You know, I think she was thinking, you probably do. We have rope somewhere. Like we need to deal with this situation but you know she she lets them just handle it civilly by firing them and like Allison Janney doesn't want to do it because she loves her maid mm-hmm. all of that stuff all of this is explained so that Emma Stone could deliver the line that she died of a broken heart right yeah she was real broken hearted over losing her job she's like no. 90 please please no. calm down 
No, it's why because that's the that's what the movie is kind of trying to posit is that the relationship is so complicated between you know the women the white women who are you know running the house and then the black women that work for them when in reality this is a job like they're they're trying to draw these parallels between abeline and uh ma mosley right like the little girl where it's like that's that's a very different relationship right like raising rearing a child in a nanny type situation is very different from being an employee of who like whoever you're working for because like you don't love them right like i work with children right like i teach preschool it's you got to develop these relationships with children right like you're going to whether or not they're your favorite kid ever, right? Like you still feel a certain affection for them. You're going to protect them. You're going to do whatever you have to do. You know, if they're crying, that's going to, you know, affect you. If they're happy, that's going to affect you, right? That's a very different relationship than is my boss happy? Because if my boss is not happy, right, that's a problem. And like you're walking on eggshells to kind of like make sure that you're not going to get fired and lose this job, right? So like there's no love between any of the adult women in this situation. And even Jessica Chastain, who is played as kind of like a, like you're saying, I don't know anything. Like I'm just some random woman who is also from the South. She's not, not from, she's from Tennessee, right? Like she's, it's not like she's from a different planet. The white speak on this country. lady is that she's white trash and therefore never had black help and therefore does not know how to act or respond to having black help yeah yeah that's the white coded version of that woman because she married wealthy but so she she married into she's an outsider she took that one lady's man and she's all butthurt yeah, yeah. about it and now like yes yeah, so she so she has money now but she's trash she's beneath them but the way that it's it's, it's presented in the movie though is like this is an example of a good relationship between help and you know like proprietor whoever is running the house right and it's like even that situation is not ideal right like even that situation is not like what people should be aspiring to in the sense that i don't believe again octavia spencer wants to be a maid right? oh god damn like, no think, she would do many other i things. don't think that's you know it's as presented as she's like won some kind of jackpot because she's now working for a white woman who's not overtly racist it is the tiniest win of like, oh, I don't have to deal with the most extreme racist lady. I have to deal with this yeah. clueless Yahoo. Got to make all her food. She don't know anything. I'm vacuuming yeah. up there. It's all very ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> just... yeah. Speaking of ridiculous, we have another scene that I want to touch on where it's it's after after Viola Davis tells off Hilly, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mom Obli's in the room. And basically, she's like, I love you. Right. She says that to Viola Davis. Right. Like, don't leave me. Right. <laughs> like, it's a very cognitive child. You. She really understands you know? this lady's not coming back. And it's like, it's, it's again, played in a way of just like, oh my God, like Viola Davis has to make this difficult choice of like, is she going to leave this white child? Right. Yes. Yes, she is. <laughs> She's going to walk away from her immediately, not only because it's like, this child is, you know, going to be fine. They're A, going to get another maid. She's probably going to forget that she had another maid. Yep. In like 
three years. You know what I mean? Like, this is not going to be a memory that she accesses where she's like, wasn't there another one of you? It's going to be a real Fresh Prince Aunt Viv situation where she's just going to be <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess you were the same one the whole time. I don't know. But like that moment was wild to me because I was just like, why are we taking so much time for this right here when all you're doing really is trying to pull at white heartstrings. Again, this is a very white gaze moment of like, we really need to center this relationship with this child where it's like, no, like there's, uh, there's bigger things happening, but also it's just like, this is, who is this child? Like this child is such a random cipher for like, white pyramid. (laughs) she's number two. And if she's hurting, then racism is bad because racism is what made forced her mom to get rid of this yeah. woman. And we're all hurt by racism. It's a cycle. Everyone equally shares in the pain of racism. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved.